0: Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or The Notorious Fantasy and in today's video, we're gonna be going in depth into my week number 13 top 36 wide receiver rankings and tiers for the 2023 fantasy football season, but before we can zoom on into the rankings, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below, and while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure they do leave a like on today's video, it would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at notorious FNTSY. so without further ado, let's get into my top 36 wide receiver rankings and tiers for the 2023 23 fantasy football season. We begin in the S tier at the wide receiver position at number one with Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins going up against the Washington Commanders in Washington this week. The Washington Commanders defense is incredibly bad, and Tyreek Hill should have no trouble this week finishing inside of the top three at the wide receiver position. Back-to-back weeks in PPR inside of the top two, and I think he does it yet again up against a not-so-hot Commanders defense. At number two, we have Keenan Allen of the LA Chargers going up against the the new england patriots in new england now keenan allen did not practice he was working on the side on thursday dealing with a quad injury that is something to monitor on friday and all the way up until game time on sunday at 1 p.m if he does not end up playing then obviously you don't want to play him. But if he does play, to me, Keenan Allen is a lock to be a top five wide receiver this week. Three straight weeks with 14 or more targets and three total touchdowns in all of those games. The Patriots defense is as soft as baby shit, so I do really think that Keenan Allen here, as long as he plays, should have a blow-up spot. At number three, we have Amon Ross St. Brown of the Detroit Lions going up against the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans this week. Now, last week on Thanksgiving, the Detroit Lions shit the bed in a big way up against the Packers the offense did not look as good and Jared Goff was a turnover machine he was just fumbling the ball left and right but even with that said Amon Ross still had nine receptions on 11 targets for 95 yards now he didn't end up scoring in that game which did kind of weigh him down but ultimately when you watch that game for the Lions It was great that Amon Ra was able to get that many points. This week, up against the Saints defense, that doesn't scare me one bit. I fully expect Jared Goff to hop back on the saddle and have a much better game. Thus, Amon Ra finishing inside the top five at the wide receiver position at number four. To close out the S tier, we have A.J. Brown of the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the San Francisco 49ers at home in Philly. Now, A.J. Brown, just another one of these wide receivers that is banged up, dealt with a thigh injury was limited in practice yesterday on Thursday, something to monitor, assuming that he plays. He's a must-start against the 49ers. Now, I get he's had two down games in a row, wide receiver 27 against the Bills, wide receiver 91 the week before up against the Chiefs, but this is a guy that prior to those two down games was a top 13 wide receiver from weeks three to week nine. He is still A top five wide receiver in fantasy football. Wide receiver five on the season in PPR. I get some people are going to get their panties in a bunch against the... San Francisco 49ers, but ultimately, the 49ers secondary to me isn't that elite. I still think AJ Brown should have a great time. Moving now to the A tier, wide receiver number five, Michael Pittman Jr. of the Indianapolis Colts going up against the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Another classic example of a wet dream matchup. Michael Pittman Jr. ever since week number six on has been one of the most consistent wide receivers in fantasy football week in and week out. And going up against a wet dream spot, up against a terrible Tennessee Titans pass defense. I think that Michael Pittman could easily finish inside the top five this week. You could even argue to put him inside the S tier. That is how confident I am in Michael Pittman Jr. I know Gardner Minshew isn't fucking Patrick Mahomes or Rodgers or one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, but Michael Pittman is a target hog. Two straight weeks with 12 or more targets last week against the Bucks, 10 receptions on 13 targets for 107 yards. All Pittman needs is a touchdown to have that truly big game, and I think that's coming this week up against the Atlanta Titans. At number six, we have Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Carolina Panthers at home in Tampa. Last week, Mike Evans was the wide receiver, two, getting six receptions on nine targets. Very nice, I lack for 70 yards and not one, but two touchdowns. Going up against a Panthers defense that is incredibly bad. This should be yet another solid showing out of Mike Evans, to, you know, a lot of people were scared of Mike Evans in the offseason. I was talking Mike Evans up. And people were like, oh, my God, I can't draft Mike Evans because of Baker Mayfield. And I was trying to tell people Mike Evans was balling out with Johnny Football in college. He was balling out with famous Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tom Brady, doesn't matter. You could go out there and throw the ball to Mike Evans, and he'd be dominant Fifty Shades of Grey style. And that's exactly what has been happening. At number seven, we have Tank Dell of the Houston Texans going up against the Denver Broncos. Now, another... Wide receiver that's banged up. Tank Dell Calf returns to practice on Thursday as he continues to work through his calf injury. Again, another guy to monitor. I get that on paper. Some people are going to worry because of how great the Denver Broncos defense has looked. And yes, I'll give the Denver Broncos all the credit. I'll give them the gawk gawk 9,000 special, but Tank Dell is on fire. You don't sit a motherfucker who has scored a touchdown in four straight games and has a grand total of five touchdowns in four games. This is a guy that could easily get eight to 14 targets, could get over 125 yards and multiple touchdowns. Again, I get the Denver Broncos defense is tough, but this Houston offense is incredibly legit at number eight we have brandon iuk of the 49ers going up against the eagles in philadelphia now brandon Iuk things didn't really go his way last week now he still scored a touchdown but just two receptions for 50 yards and a score three straight weeks with a touchdown and this game has all of the upside to be a real high scoring affair a tit-for-tat rock'em sock'em robots here up against the eagles i expect this to be one of the highest scoring games of the week now It'll probably end up being the Cowboys versus the Seahawks because that was just a fucking... One of those fights you ever watched on Twitter where in like Russia we can do whatever they have like fights in telephone booths Where they're standing like two inches away from each other and are just beating the ever-living shit out of each other That is what the Dallas Cowboys and the Seahawks did on Thursday Night Football The first good Thursday Night Football game in what feels like a decade at this point So the 49ers versus the Eagles, I expect this to be high scoring Big cock Brock has looked really good coming out the bye week and Brandon Ayuk is his wide receiver Number one a lot of weeks. Now we move into the B tier at the wide receiver position. At number nine, we have Calvin Ridley of the Jacksonville Jaguars going up against the Cincinnati Bengals at home in Jacksonville on Monday night. Now I get that on paper, the Bengals defense has done a 180 from last year, from early on the season, and they look really good. But at the end of the day, when Zay Jones is playing, Calvin Ridley is basically A must start. Now, I get that technically you might not categorize wide receivers 9 through 13 as must starts, but on a majority of teams, these guys are your wide receiver number ones. Alvin Ridley was the wide receiver 11 last week, despite the fact that he was invisible. He was doing his John Cena impression in the first half, you couldn't see him, and then he comes out the gate in the second half like a bat out of hell. Five receptions on six targets for 89 yards and a touchdown. The week prior against the Titans, seven receptions, 103 yards. One carry for 18 yards and two total touchdowns. When Zay Jones is healthy, Calvin Ridley is a whole different beast because we were just talking a couple weeks ago about how Calvin Ridley is a fucking disaster. Now, it was hard to sit him because of how good he was, but he just wasn't doing much. But now that Zay Jones is back... I'm getting really excited about Calvin Ridley. At number 10, we got Jalen waddle away. Waddle, waddle. Till the very next day, last week, up against the New York Jumbo Jets on Black Friday. Eight targets, eight receptions, 114 yards, no touchdown for Mr. Waddle. Mr. waddle. the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> Wide receiver 15 on the week. This matchup against the Commanders legitimately has me salivating. I am erect underneath this table, pause, just thinking about the fact that that the Dolphins get to play the Commanders. This could be a good old-fashioned ass-whooping, and I think Jalen Waddell is going to be a big piece of that. At number 11, we got Devontae Smith of the Eagles going up against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, while A.J. Brown has been a bit on the struggle bus, Devontae Smith has been taking defenses out back and whacking them like Lenny of Mice and Men just trying to tend to the Wabbits. Wide receiver 4, 18, 15, and 10 over the last four weeks. Now, there was a stretch of game from weeks 3 through 7 where Devontae Smith was pretty shit if we're being honest with you but over the last few weeks he's really figured it out again on paper the matchup might be a little bit tough right this isn't some weenie hut juniors matchup but up against the Niners again the high scoring upside I want to be playing Devontae Smith at number 12 we got Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers going up against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia 79 receiving yards 7 receptions 4 rushes 15 yards and 1 touchdown in that game last week against the Seahawks as the wide receiver number nine. Now, Debo Samuel, we've talked about this a bunch this year. One of the main reasons why I was scared to death about Debo Samuel in this offseason is because Debo Samuel last year saw a strong reduction in rushes, which has been the case this year. It's not like he's getting a lot of carries, but he could get two or three any given week, right? But mostly it was the touchdowns, right? The touchdowns were not coming for him in Last season, compared to that huge blow-up year in 2021, where he had 15 touchdowns, right? He only has six this year, but the thing is, he has been a lot more consistent. Normally, Debo's either like the wide receiver seven, or he was the wide receiver 7,000, right? But this year, when healthy, you know, the games where he wasn't a fucking decoy, he's been a top 20, top 30 receiver very reliably, Last week, he was the wide receiver 9, so he's earned a lot more trust out of me, and I like him as the wide receiver number 12. And number 13, to close out the B tier, if you guys have enjoyed thus far, and you are new to the channel, make sure you smash that subscribe button, like you're the Hulk, and whether you are new to the channel or not, make sure you leave a like on today's video. would help me out a ton. So at number 13, we got Nico Cousin. Let's go bowling of the Texans going up against the Broncos. If for some reason Tank Dell can't play, then Nico Collins would get elevated into the A-tier where Tank Dell was. Wide receiver 5 last week, 7 receptions on 9 targets for over 100 yards, and a touchdown. Back-to-back weeks with 9 or more targets. Again, I get that the Broncos' defense is tough, but I will continue to say, C.J. Stroud is legit. This offense is legit. And there's a lot of room for both Nico Collins and Tank Dell to eat in this offense. Moving now to the C tier, wide receivers 14 through 16. Now, all the wide receivers we've talked about previously, I feel immensely confident in. Now we start to get into the range where I'm starting to worry a little bit more. Frank Reich was fired. They bring in their special teams coach to be the interim head coach. Adam Thielen legitimately took a deuce on your fantasy team last week. And it wasn't just like a a healthy shit, you know? You're eating the correct fiber. Nah, this is some diarrhea. It went all over the room. One fantasy point for Adam Thielen last week. One fucking fantasy point. Now, I knew things were going downward, right? Prior to the bye, he's wide receiver 87, 16, 3, 20, 4, 2. All fine and dandy, right? Then coming out the bye, wide receiver 24, 42, 35, 21, And then wide receiver 118. So again, I acknowledge I was a little bit worried, you know, that, hey, things might go bad again, but I never expected things to be that bad. I expect with Frank Reich gone that Adam Thielen will bounce back. We know Bryce Young loves laser eyes focusing on him. I'm not as confident as normal, but again, He is the best receiver on this offense, and it's not even close. At number 15, we have Jamar Chase of the Bengals going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville on Monday night. Now, Jamar Chase is a wide receiver that is incredibly hard to sit. Because while you fully understand that Joe Burrow is not just magically going to come out of nowhere, right? He's not going to get revived like the Undertaker, right? We fully understand that. But we know damn well that Jamar Chase is one of the best receivers in the NFL, so it's hard to sit him because even with Jake Browning under center, you know that this guy could rip off 100-plus yards and maybe even score a touchdown. Last week, he had 81 receiving yards for receptions. Obviously not the best game for Jamar Chase, but we know the upside is there. It feels incredibly gross to start him, but I think it's very fair to have him ranked as a middle-of-the-road wide receiver too. At number 16, we got Puka Nakua of the LA Rams going up against the Cleveland Browns. Cooper Cup is banged up going into this game. I think he's going to play, but I think it is going to impact him. The Browns' defense is rock solid like your cock after taking some Viagra or Cialis. So I am a little bit nervous. But we have seen if Cup isn't at full mass here, if Cup isn't a full go, then Puka Takua might get peppered Salt Bay style, right? So again, while there is a lot to worry about, last week, Higby scores two touchdowns. If one of those goes to Puka, he has a much better game. Again, I'm scared of the Browns' defense but I think Puka has earned enough of my respect knowing that Cooper Cup is banged up to have him ranked here. Moving now to the D tier, wide receiver 17 through 23. At number 17, we got D-Hop of the Houston Texans. The Tennessee Titans going up against the Indianapolis Colts. I just went two teams back. He used to be an Arizona Cardinals. Picture on Fancy Pros is still him with an Arizona Cardinals headband on. I don't know why the fuck I forgot what that was called for a second. Going up against the Colts, This week, last time he played the Colts, he was the wide receiver seven back in week number five. Now, Will Levis is pretty up and down all game long, all season long, but I have enough trust in the matchup to rank him this highly. Again, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow. It's going to be hard to play him because, again, I get that D-Hop has been very topsy-turvy Coming out the bye week, he was the wide receiver two. then 27-58-19-52. It hasn't been a smooth ride for Mr. D-Hop, but up against the Colts defense, I'm willing to take that shot. At number 18, we have Deontay Johnson, and we've been talking about rough spots and rough last couple of games. Things have been very rough for Deontay Johnson, wide receiver 46-73-82, but When you actually whip the microscope out and inspect this, he's had back-to-back weeks with eight targets. That was against the Browns' defense. That, again, is amazing. And against a Bengals' defense, that has gotten a lot better. Now, he faces the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I get that people are done with Deontay Johnson. I get that they've played Deontay Johnson three weeks in a row and Deontay Johnson has put him on a table and banged him out without the use of lube, right? It has been bad for Deontay Johnson. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that things haven't been bad. But what I will tell you is against the Arizona Cardinals, I am personally willing to take that chance because the Cardinals are a nut-low defense in the NFL. At number 19, we got GW, and we ain't talking about George Washington. We're talking about Garrett Wilson of the New York Jumbo Jets going up against the Atlanta Falcons at home in MetLife. Now, Garrett Wilson is another guy, just like Jamar Chase, where he is just getting bent over a table. He is getting steamrolled by the quarterback on his team. Tim Boyle is straight up dog shit, but he's going to feed Garrett Wilson, who got lucky and scored a touchdown last week. Now, the reason why I have him ranked here at wide receiver 19 is because there's six teams on by, and the Seahawks and the Cowboys already played. Again, am I going to tell you that I have full confidence in Garrett Wilson? No, because I don't have full confidence. But I'm willing to take the shot in the dark on him due to how talented he He is. At number 20, we got Christian Kirk. Now, when Calvin Ridley is buzzing, when Calvin Ridley is balling out of control, Christian Kirk kind of takes the back seat, right? Wide receiver 31 and 46 over the last two weeks. Now, you know he's still going to get 6 to 10 targets any given game, so he's going to be just fine. But if Zay Jones is back with Calvin Ridley, you best not rank Christian Kirk as like the wide receiver 15 or 12 like he was doing earlier on in the season because right now his upside is limited. At number 21, we got Cooper Cup of the LA Rams going up against the Browns. Now again, Cooper Cup is a classic case of a guy that I know is going to be banged up going into the game and I am very scared of playing. But, and this is a big but, shout out to Mia Malkova. In this scenario, a lot of scenarios, a lot of teams, there's fucking six teams on by. You had the guys already play on Thursday night. You might be stuck like your stepsister inside of a goddamn washing machine, right? You might be stuck having to play Cooper Cup, even though Cooper Cup has been a wreck over the last two weeks. Wide receiver 79-87. Now, you can't blame him too much. Last week he exited the game, but no one should be that confident in him. But again, how much lower can I rank him? My wide receiver 22 is Cortland Sutton. My wide receiver 23 is Jaden Reed. If you wanted to argue, I'd rather play Sutton over Cup, Reed over Cup, I wouldn't tell you you were that crazy. At number 22, Cortland Sutton going up against the Texans in Houston. Now, last week was one of three weeks on the season where he didn't score a touchdown. He's played in 11 games, which would mean that in eight of them, he scored a touchdown. So last week was a bit of a down game for him. But I expect him to... Hop right back on the saddle like his name was Arthur Morgan here and score a touchdown up against this Texans defense. This is another game that you can smell through the screen. It kind of reeks of points. Now, I get the Texans defense a little sneaky good. The Broncos defense is definitely just good at this point, right? I don't think anyone's going to argue with you on that. The Broncos defense that got absolutely torched by Tua and the Dolphins for 70 earlier on the season is not the same Denver Broncos team as right now. A lot of teams like... You remember that Cowboys game where they lost to the Arizona Cardinals? That is not the Dallas Cowboys that we have now, right? That Dallas Cowboys team would have choked. They would have been stumbling and bumbling against the Seattle Seahawks. This version of Dak, this version of the Cowboys is significantly better, just like this version of the Broncos is way better than the bro- the version of the Broncos that got buttfucked by Tua. Now, as a Dolphins fan and as someone that watches a lot of ball, I would still acknowledge that, hey, the Dolphins would definitely beat the Broncos, but probably not by a gazillion points, right? It would be a little bit closer. So, I don't know why the fuck I couldn't pronounce Cortland Sutton's name right there. Cortland Sutton today, Junior. Uh, Cortland Sutton is a fine receiver to start every week. It's not like Jerry Judy is magically just going to show up. We know what Jerry Judy is at this point in Denver, and he's basically Cortland Sutton's bitch at this point. Cortland Sutton's the guy Jerry Judy's holding his fucking pocket in the prison yard. So Cortland Sutton, feel, feel pretty good about him. Like, I feel way better about Sutton than I do about Cup. Way better. But again... If I start burying Cup down the rankings, that's the second that he explodes, right? The second we quit on, like how I was kind of a little bit negative about Metcalf. and boom, Metcalf, Metcalf blows up. Probably won't happen if we start shitting all over Cooper Cup. At number 23, we got Jaden Reed of the Packers going up against the Chiefs, another receiver that does not practice on Thursday. That is obviously very, very, very important to monitor because if Jaden Reed does not play, then we'll move Christian Watson up and we would also move Romeo Dobbs up a bit as well because even though the Chiefs' defense definitely isn't terrible, this is a... Jordan Love offense, that's really started to percolate over the last couple of weeks. Now, maybe when the lights are shining bright, Sunday Night Football, maybe they fluster, but they did just win, I know it was an earlier game, but it's a primetime Thanksgiving game. The whole fucking America's watching, the fucking Pilgrims are watching this shit, right? So Jaden Reed up against the Chiefs. I like him. He has scored a touchdown in three straight weeks. He gets a couple carries every game, giving him some additional upside, and this could be a higher scoring game. Moving now into the E tier at the wider receiver position, we begin with Josh Downs of the Indianapolis Colts going up against the Tennessee Titans. Now, when it came to ranking Josh Downs, I had a bit of trouble because I like Josh Downs a lot but he hasn't really been producing. Like last week, he gets 13 fucking targets, but only five receptions, 43 yards. What did pull me into ranking him a little bit higher than I initially wanted to was the matchup up against the Titans. Again, this is a wet dream matchup. This is the type of matchup where you go to sleep on Saturday night, you wake up and there's fucking... There's just slobber all over your pillow. You're drooling all night, and maybe you jizzed in your pants a little bit, and I jizzed in my pants, like that Lonely Island song. But before we talk more about Josh Downs and the rest of the wide receivers inside the top 32, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog. Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe, and Underdog has a great offer for you guys today that I'm going to be talking about in just a couple of seconds, but first, I want to explain to you guys how Underdog Pick'em works. So, we are going to have to pick a minimum of two players from at least two different teams. So, we're going to start out here with the Dolphins at the Commanders game. We are going to go with higher than half a rushing or receiving touchdown for Tyreek Hill, and then we are going to go to the Colts at Titans game, and we are going to go with Zach Moss higher than Half a rush plus receiving touchdown. So if Tyreek and Zach Moss both get a touchdown then we'll get three times our entry fee if we do three picks it's six times four picks is ten times and five picks is ten times your entry fee obviously all the picks have to hit for you to get paid out now if you are new to underdog fantasy and live in one of the states on your screen right now if you use promo code notorious you will get a first match deposit bonus of up to $100 if you deposit 100 you get additional 150 additional 50, additional 50 25 additional 25 the minimum deposit on underdog fantasy is $10 if you have a gambling problem Please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things here. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button down below. So Josh Downs, again, just the matchup against the Titans. It's what elevates him up. This is a game where I could really see Gardner Minshew just just really raw dogging him here, hitting him from the back. How you like that? Again, am I fully confident in Downs? No, but we've seen it this season. We've seen the flashes. and I think we see more of a flash oh ah, savior of the universe this week against the titans at number 25 we got rashi rice of the chiefs going up against the packers in green bay wide receiver three last week eight receptions over 100 yards and a touchdown now do i expect that every week fuck no baby but up against the packers i think it is plausible we know patrick mahomes I say this all the time, Nick, you sound like a broken record, but he really does do the Oprah. You get the ball, you get the ball, you all get the ball, besides Kelsey, who just gets a gazillion targets every single week. So I don't expect Rice to be close to 10 targets this week, maybe 6, 7, 8, 8 at max, I would say. But that's still good, because Patrick Mahomes is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Arashi Rice should be fine. Again, the six teams being on by really makes these guys that are kind of like, ah, uh, you know, like, normally, I, I sound like fucking Tony Romo, uh, I don't know, Jim, right? But that's true. Like, normally, a guy like Rashi Rice is, like, the wide receiver, 31. The wide receiver, 33. But since there's teams on by, he's the wide receiver, 25. And number 26, we got Terry McLaurin. Now, for some odd reason, I honestly feel like Terry McLaurin is going to have a pretty decent game against the Dolphins. Now, over the last four weeks... He has been sucking donkey cock. He's been terrible. Wide receiver 47, 38, 47, and 23. So that other game, you know, he was okay. So that's three games he sucked ass, right? Now he's going up against maybe Jalen Ramsey. who's going to lock him up. Don't let me out. But I feel like the commanders are going to be getting, they're going to be getting it in this game. They're going to be taking it raw. And then what's going to happen late in the game is they're going to have to throw garbage time. And I think Sam Howell is going to connect with Terry McLaurin on like some garbage time inconsequential touchdown. And he's going to get fed cuz he's gotten seven or more targets in three straight weeks. We've seen him get as high as 12 targets all the way back in week 8. So we know that Terry McLaurin is capable of it. Terry McLaurin's a skilled guy, and even with Sam Howell playing out of his mind, just things just haven't gone right for Terry McLaurin this season. But he's still very good. So while I want to shit all over him because I'm a Dolphins fan, and I think the Dolphins are going to wrap all these guys up and smoke them like a blunt, at the end of the day, I think Terry McLaurin might be a garbage time god. This week in number 27, we have De Luigi's brother, DiMario Douglas. <laughs> that was so fucking stupid. Douglas is in the concussion protocol. We'll see if he's able to pass it. <laughs> I don't think he will, but again, you never know. Sometimes these guys... They're in the concussion protocol for 14 seconds for a cup of coffee, and they're out. Sometimes they have, like, a fucking buffet. They're coming back for seconds, thirds, fourths, fifths, like Ezekiel Elliott eating Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, so you never really know. So I won't count DeMario Douglas out, but right now I would say it's more than likely that he's not going to play. But if he does play, I think there's a fair ranking for him. The Chargers defense, I know. They played so good against the Ravens last week, I know. But, you know, uh... Blind Squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. A broken clock is right twice a day, as they say. So they'll probably go back to normal. Brandon Staley's on the hot seat. Brandon Staley is going to get fired soon. I mean, hopefully, if you're a Chargers fan, man, after all that this motherfucker has done. Now, I know Justin Herbert. I'm a Justin Herbert hater at points. I still think he's a talented quarterback, but he fucks some things up. Like, he's, he's not very clutch. Right? It's like when you have to take a dump, and you're driving down the interstate, and then out of nowhere, you just hit a bunch of traffic, there's, like, a crazy three-car pile-up, everyone's okay, of course, in the pile-up, but you can't go by, and your ass cheeks start clenching, and you gotta do one of these moves where you, are like, put your hand on the side of the armrest, and you're, like, like this, you're, like, reaching up, you're trying to, if anyone on podcast like, what the fuck is this guy doing, but you're, like, moving up the, the seat, and then you have to fucking... I don't know what you would do in that scenario. That's never happened to me, but I would imagine... Actually, it had happened to me. I would imagine it's not very pleasant because it's not a couple of weeks ago. I was driving back from Taco, but not Taco Bell, Chipotle, and it's by the mall near me. The mall's like 15 minutes away, 20 minutes away. That's the mall where I met a couple of you guys, the subscribers. I met three subscribers at the mall on Black Friday. Those were all really nice guys, and it was fucking crazy to me. Now, this is a different story that someone noticed me in real life. I thought that was insane. And again, I might have not been able to talk to you correctly or something because, again, I was shocked. You guys are probably like, oh, it's just some normal bastard, right? Who gives a fuck? But I was shocked that someone noticed me. <laughs> that was, like, really awesome for me, like, that people noticed me. So shout out to you guys. Again, if you three are watching, I really appreciate you. And if anyone ever sees me, just always uh, say hi. I'm a normal guy. But again, I did get a little bit nervous because I was like, Holy fuck, someone noticed who I was, right? I I go out in public all the time. No one's ever been like, oh my God, it's Nick, right? No one's ever said that. I don't even think they said that. They're like, hey, what's up, Nick? (laughs) And I shook all their hands. They're they're very nice guys, so. Back to the real story, though. I was driving back from Chipotle, and exactly what I was talking about happened. Instead of a three-car pileup, it was like a two-car pileup, and it's five o'clock, six o'clock, so it's rush hour. I went to go get Chipotle. I start driving back home like, fuck, I'm an idiot. I need to take a deuce have you even eaten my Chipotle yet, and I'm sitting there just biting down on my, like, lip, like I'm about to bust or something, and I'm, like, sitting there, and I don't know how I made it home. I really do not know how I made it home. That was, uh, again, no one gives a fuck. People are probably jamming the button, the skip button, but that was so hilarious. I don't know if anyone's ever experienced that. The worst is when you have to, you have to shit, and you're, like, maybe, like, two blocks away from your house. And the second you, you like, start jiggling your keys, you feel like everything's about to come out of you. If you're a woman, you don't know what this is like because, you know, females don't poop, as everyone knows. But as a dude, you really do know that. So DeMario Douglas, back on into things. We just ranted for fucking five minutes on nothing. Douglas is going to get his 8 to 10 targets. He's going to get his 70, 80 yards. He's going to get you 12 to 15 points. That's what you get out of him. You're not going to get wide receiver 5, wide receiver 10 because the Patriots offense is terrible. But Demario Douglas will get enough work if he plays to be fine. Again, Nick, you just wasted five minutes talking about some guy that's probably not going to play, you fucking idiot. I know. Wide receiver 28, Christian Watson. Again, he's going to move up if Jaina Reed does not play. Wide receiver 13 last week. Back-to-back weeks with a touchdown. It's starting to feel like maybe Christian Watson's back. Now, again, Jordan Love has been dealing. He's been wheeling and dealing over the last couple of weeks. He's ditched that turnover issue and it's really helped the offense. Again, this could be a high-scoring game. Now, normally, even when we say it's going to be a high-scoring game, it's a primetime game, and then nothing happens. We just saw a high-scoring primetime game on Thursday night, so maybe the tides have turned. Again, do I feel 100% confident in Watson? Of course not, right? For a majority of the season, this guy's been outside the top 50s. The wide receiver 65, right? He has been very underwhelming for where I drafted him, for how much faith I had in him in the offseason. But hey, at the end of the day, if you kept him, had him on your bench— You played some other guys, you start winning. This guy could be that late-season hammer that helps you win your league. Moving now to the F tier, wide receiver 29 and 30. Number 29, Chris Godwin versus the Panthers. Now, if there wasn't six teams on by, and if Chris Godwin wasn't playing up against the Panthers, he'd be ranked as like the wide receiver 45. 50. 60. Right? He'd be falling down the rankings. He was downgraded to limited with a neck issue. Neck issues are never good, man. You always want some good neck. Am I right, fellas? What well, and you know, obviously neck injury's fucked up, but why is your 56 last week? 34 the week before 37 74 He hasn't been good now Baker's been fine. He passes the eye test. You watch the games like oh That's still Chris Godwin, right? That's the Chris Godwin we're used to, but he just isn't performing Just can't get it up So Against the Panthers fine. I'll have him be ranked as the wide receiver 29 But I don't have any confidence in that and number 30 speaking of no confidence confidence is key Shout out to, if you know, you know, at over 30. And that's like, in real life, my friends would know what I'm talking about. I don't think any of them make it fucking 35 minutes in the video, but at least my friends from home, they would know. Shout out to you guys, if you're watching. Friend ass. <laughs> wide receiver 30, Hollywood Brown. Now I gave up on Hollywood Brown. Over the last three games prior to last week, wide receiver 80, 71, 52, I was tired. I was sick and tired of getting just spit roasted by this guy. Then he goes up against the Rams. I'm like, I'm done. Called it a quits. Then he gets 12 targets, six receptions, 88 yards. He's going up against the Steelers. Not a great spot. But if Kyler peppers him like he did last week, Hollywood should be just fine. Notice, he's another bastard that is banged up. Important to monitor the, his health as we go forward. Now to the G tier. Wide receiver, 31. Grizzy Drake, London. Going up against the New York Jumbo Jets. Now, the problem with Drake London is that Desmond Ritter is his quarterback and that Arthur Smith is his coach. If you throw this guy on a team with a competent head coach, a competent quarterback, he's fine. Now he's gone up against Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed. No bueno. That's why his wide receiver 31. He's good enough to get targeted enough to be fine, but not an ideal start. Number 32, George Pickens. Wet dream matchup against the Cardinals. Problem is George Pickens isn't a target hog. He's not going to get 8, 10 targets. He's going to get his six targets, and he needs to score with one of those. Hasn't scored since week 8. But against the Cardinals, anything is possible. At number 33, we got Amari Cooper going up against the Rams. Fine matchup. Tough spot if cool Joe Flacco's under center. Tough spot if DTR's under center. Tough spot if PJ Walker's under center. He's going to get his targets, but don't expect anything big out of him. Moving now to the H tier. You know, if you're talking to a chick and she's got the. She's going past the D's, you know, and then into the G's, the H's, it's like. You just fucking shove your head in there if you know what I'm saying. If you know what if you know you know. Number 34, Curtis Samuel going up against the Dolphins. Wide receiver 17 last week. Say this all the time about Curtis Samuel. He is a very, very hot and cold receiver. He's like Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, when there's the Fitz magic, and then there's the Fitz tragic. A lot of the season's gonna be the tragic, right? It's gonna be the downfall. The sad the, the fucking throw on some some Cops of the Rose, some some Marvin's Room if you play Curtis Samuel. But then there's going to be those games where he's popping off, right? Wide receiver 17 in week 12. Then he has stretch of games from weeks 4 through 6. Wide receiver 11, 14, and 23. Do I expect it to keep up? No. But sometimes there's something to be said about a guy getting hot like Curtis Samuel, and he'll probably be hot for one more game. But again, I don't want to do that against the Dolphins. Number 35, we got Jahan Dotson. Now, Jahan Dotson's probably the safer bet, but once you get this far into the rankings, you're kind of just... Hunting for straight-up upside. I think Dotson has a decent amount of upside with Howell. At number 36, we got Romeo Dobbs of the Green Bay Packers. Now, he did have a down week last week, but he has been pretty reliable as like a top 30 asset week in and week out in fantasy football. So if Jaden Reed was to miss, then we'd have to move him up. But with the emergence of Christian Watson, I think wide receiver 36 is... The 40 is a pretty safe range for us. Thank you guys all so much for watching. If you did end up enjoying, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. It would help me out a ton. If you're new, whether you are new to the channel or not, make sure you leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. Tomorrow we'll be back, 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 back with the quarterback and tight end rankings. And then Sunday we'll be live prior to kickoff at 1 p.m. EST talking about your questions and answers here. Your questions, I'll answer them at at least 12 p.m. EST. That's the latest. Could start at 11:30, 11:45, maybe 11 if I'm feeling frisky, probably not though cuz I'll probably be hungover or something, but hey, at least 12 I'll be on so. I love you guys genuinely from deep down the bottom of my heart. I really do appreciate every single one of you guys. You guys mean the world to me. We're this deep into the season and the views are still doing great. I checked my views like if you compare last year in week 13 versus this year, we're getting like three or four times the amount of views. And again, that's not because of me, it's because of you guys. So I love you guys all so much um it's hard to put into words, man. It really is. I really appreciate all you guys. Make sure you check out some of the videos on your screen if you haven't seen them already. I hope you guys have a great one. I do love you guys. Again, deep down in my heart. Hope you guys have a great one. Hope you guys are all doing well. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. It's almost Christmas. It's the holiday season. So I always try to spread some joy in my videos. Make sure you guys have fun time. And someone. I don't remember if I liked it, but someone the other day... I think said they were laughing so hard they fucking dropped like a plate or something. That's hilarious. That's happened to me before watching something and I just fucking dropped something because I'm cleaning like an asshole. So I love you guys. I hope you have a great one. As always, good boy!